This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Vaughs. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as it will always be, barring instant, is Lyle Fulton. I'm joined, as I really do hope I always will be, by the absolutely fantastic, the mesmerizing today, Jackie Vaughs. Yeah, we'll go with mesmerizing. Yeah, I'm just coming up with kind of new adjectives all the time. I'm loving it. Always very truthful, always very accurate. Jackie, how are you? this fine morning we won't date the podcast we're having a bit of a marathon day today mysteriously i i'm fine i am fine i've been working a little bit with the young progeny of mine young arlo and it was interesting actually he was doing his spelling bee and i'm a big pedant when it comes to spelling and grammar and stuff like that and uh, I was actually, while I was talking to him and running his spelling tests and shouting out words and getting him to spell them back to me, Daph knew about it. And then while we were chatting away yesterday, Arlo texted me, God, the school, don't tell, I hope nobody from the school listens to this because he's not supposed to have his phone on at school. He was like, mom, I failed. And I was like, and I was chatting to a Daph and I was like, oh my God, Arlo's failed. And I was like, type your way to him. What do you mean failed? So the spelling bee, I messed up. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. But I do. I'm competitive. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay, we'll do better next time then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. And then Daft chirps up and he goes, just tell him that there's chat GPT now. You know, spell. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not telling him that. <laughs> no one is yet. Spelling bees. I'm sorry for anyone who runs a spelling bee. Spelling bees may <laughs> one day become obsolete because of chat GPT. No, I hope not. They are really, I really hope not too. But this is the impact. No, I'm obviously joking. Fear mongering about spelling bees. what Charles Orton Jones would say or Guy Clapton. They'd be like, come on, everybody needs to be able to read and write and appreciate, appreciate a good word. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You're so, so spot on. And I mean, in fairness to him, I mean, like I'm going to ask, implicit detail on this because i feel so bad for him what word did he mess up on or was it just in general or was there a particular word that he was atmosphere a tricky word he did. no it wasn't a tricky word he got his i think he's got this sort of almost like oral dyslexia he knew all the letters in atmosphere and i think he got two of them the wrong way around and because he was rushing at it he didn't sort of imagine the word and just said a-T-M-S-O-P-H-E-R. And they and they are unforgiving, you know, if you just... And when you're saying a word, it's much different to writing it out. When you're, say, spelling it, it's much different to writing it out. You've always got to imagine the spelling of the word in your head or imagine it on a page. In the spelling bee game, right, it's like all or nothing. I mean, we all know this, yeah. right? Okay, it's really brutal. It's a brutal, brutal industry. It's a brutal he's game. So he's so angry <laughs> with himself. He's so annoyed. Next time, though, right? Next time, it's like going to be kind of you know a coming of age, like true underdog story. The next spelling bee that's there, atmosphere, and he will be hopefully holding the award for winning the spelling bee. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Vores, Segway you Master. Segway. You beat me to this. And I had it there. It was bubbling up. Mm-hmm. I had it there and ready. Because this week, <laughs> listeners, Jackie is so spot on. We are going to be talking about awards. Now, there is a reason why we're yes. talking about Let's awards. be very blatant about it, Lyle. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not of ashamed. It. Right? It's, it's, 
it's a bit shameless, but I'm not ashamed of it. This week, listeners, uh, voting open for the British Podcast Awards, and there is a Listener's Choice Award therein. Yes. So and, please uh, what's, what's what's the URL? The URL will be in the link to this episode, and it will be plastered all over our social media. But I believe it's just www.britishpodcastawards.com forward slash voting i believe is the exact <laughs> link uh forward slash voting and go there and that's the end us. that's the end of the episode no no i'm joking <laughs> that's it like literally three minutes snapshot bang no no we are going to be talking about awards because obviously we would be delighted listeners if you've enjoyed the podcast which we hope you have done we've certainly enjoyed uh putting it out there for you to listen to for your delectation as it were and if you've enjoyed it you know look we're not under any illusions right you know we are still in the early stages of our development and we have an absolutely fantastic sort of dedicated fan base and it'd be just brilliant to kind of be there at the top table just for a couple of days or so just to kind of really kind of emphasize where we're heading towards which is that we want to be kind of the preeminent not just PR podcast but business podcast you know jack of all trades podcast we just love doing it so head to that URL head to that link and vote for us if you would like to it'd be really really appreciated voting and if ever you needed evidence about the fact that we would also be brilliant this morning hosts when it comes to competition <laughs> don't listen back to that um but yeah no we would be really excited if you voted for us and we were on the table that would be fantastic we were on the board as it were but then it got us to thinking we were talking about this before we went live it got us to thinking awards in any industry are you know often looked at i think in my opinion as oh, you know, kind of the nice to haves, it would be good there. But actually, since I started working for Demozo and NPR in general, award submissions and even being seen to be at an award ceremony and being involved and nominated for awards can be an exceptionally effective tool in many ways to getting news out there, spreading the word about your product, about your business, about your organization. So we thought, while we're shamelessly asking for votes, let's talk about awards. So you know, Jackie, I suppose my first question to you is, I mean, how important do you consider the awards space to be, the awards game to be when it comes to kind of the world of PR? I think the interesting thing about awards is that, you know, you see if you go to websites and you see which Best Buy and you see all these different awards, you as a consumer immediately feel a level of comfort that something or someone has been judged on a, a level with everybody else and picked out as being the best. I'll give an example. I was at a Chelsea Flower Show a couple of uh, weeks ago and I just wanted to see who'd won the gold award or who'd won the silver award. And that brings me on to a couple of things. One is there can also be cynicism about awards. You know, it depends what kind of award it is and whether that award is worthwhile or whether it's just a piece of fluff or puff. Mm. And so, you know, there are different types of awards, but I do think that being put forward for awards, going through the process of an award submission is actually a really, really good thing for so many reasons. So awards, we always just think about from a consumer choice perspective, but awards are also really important from a morale perspective for your team, for the people who've invested in you, for all sorts of different reasons, a feel good factor. I mean, we see like the women's uh, England's Euro football team winning the cup, you know, the whole country performed better. It's GDP shot up because everyone feeling so good about being winners. And so being a winner is actually a really good thing for so many different 
reasons. So I do think awards and the process of going for awards is a really important part of the marketing mix. Not the whole part. No, it's it shouldn't be your sole reason for being in business because you should want to be excellent at any level anyway. But just to see that recognition coming through is a really good thing. Something I don't think I've spoken enough as well. I think you're spot on, by the way. But something I don't think I've spoken enough about when it comes to starting out at Demozo a couple of years ago before I went freelance, as we've spoken about, is that I did a couple of award submissions for both clients of Demozo's and Demozo itself. And something I found really useful in a way that, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy writing, you know, op-eds and I enjoy writing blogs and things like that. But writing an award submission is very healthy professional practice because not only does it encourage you to really delve deep into what it is that a client does or your own business does when submitting an award submission because you have to write quite a bit of copy often there's a character limit so it's really interesting in terms of like being concise and being precise in your messaging and what, what it is you're saying about a client or your own business but why are you so good and that's a really healthy thing to have to write about. You know, I've often said when it comes to your own personal profile, when it comes to your own personal mental health, like sometimes it can be really nice to write down things you like about yourself because it's a really healthy thing just to kind of see it there manifest in black and white. Yeah. Oh, that's really good about me. They're, they're, they're positive things about my personality and about my persona. And it can be a really healthy thing when it comes to particularly working in PR. If you're submitting something for an award ceremony for a client, you know, why are they so brilliant? You obviously know, you know, if you were to go and kind of, you know, meet someone for dinner or talk about this in kind of, you know, sort of general conversation, you know why they're great. Mm. But actually writing something down that emphasizes all the positives and all the good things about this client is actually something that's that's really, really healthy. I mean, is that kind of where it starts for you? Like kind of how good award, you know, how effective award submissions are. Obviously there's then, like you rightly say, the morale kind of knock on effect. And then there's obviously also the exposure that a certain organization or a product can get. But from a PR perspective, working for your client, I mean, is that is that a real positive when it comes to award submissions? It is. And it isn't everything that we do. And I think it should fit really well into your overall comm strategy and into what you want to do as a company. And I know I get boring about saying this, but you know, it's got to come back to your, your mission, your vision, your value set as to what kind of awards you want to get featured in. And then I really wholeheartedly encourage people to look at the people who've won the award that you want to win yourself look at previous award winners, look at their submissions if you can, understand why people have been previously picked. And nowadays, because we're in this world of hyper information, you know, you can pretty much look at previous award ceremonies online, there's YouTubes and stuff like that, and you can see why people have been picked. So I think, you know, you need to start with your selection of the award that you want to go for. And ideally, that will be some, an award that matches what you stand for as an organisation. And then you want to think about, you know, is it going to be worth it? Because to a certain extent, some of these award submissions take an awful lot of time. They're highly competitive, especially the ones that really matter. They're really competitive. They might even cost money to physically pay an entry fee. 
And then, you know, there's quite a lot of back and forth in terms of not only making your assertions about why you think you should win an award, but but also backing it up with facts, figures, testimonials, data points. So when you put people forward for awards, it isn't actually just popping a name in a hat and hoping it gets pulled out. It's a real exercise in almost writing up a case study, coming up with all sorts of different evidence of why this company, person, product is so important. It's a lot more complicated than you think. But do the returns bear out? Well, they do if you've done your research first off. So for us, with the BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash voting. Sorry, that's so bad. No, no, it's not. It's not. Us, it's if not we, got, we cannot if we be got, ashamed of this. You know, we cannot be. We have to embrace <laughs> this. Like, you're so I would wrong. like to get nominated. I don't want to win. Mm. I would just like to be nominated to say, hey, we're here now. And that would just be a recognition of the fact that we've, you know, put a lot of time and effort into creating our podcast in the way we wanted to do it. Because I think a lot of people could come up with very dry PR based podcasts. What we've what you and I have really tried to do is make it a little bit wider. That's why we called it The Rest is PR. We talk uh, to sports PR people. We talk to events. We talk to people who are trans and how they work in. We bring in diversity. We want to bring a colour, a touch of, of colour into everything that we do. We don't want to just talk about media relations or, <laughs> you know, and getting the best article in somewhere. We really want to sort of show the rainbow of, the, of this industry in terms of communications and how communications are important in wherever you are and whatever you do. So that's our values. And so we just, if we got nominated, for me, that would be just, fabulous I don't need to win anything to but to say that we're here it would be a great thing because that just means that we're spreading our message a bit more absolutely right and I think you say as well you're absolutely spotting in what you say as ever I mean like you know when actors go to the BAFTAs or the Oscars and you know they're on the red carpet and they say it's just nice to be nominated we know that's rubbish like you know when it comes to actors we know that's absolutely rubbish (laughs) is that rubbish well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think maybe. No, I love just be. Um, for example, in the Mobile Gaming Awards, we get nominated every year for Demoso. And that's what I was about to say. Is in the acting industry where it's like an individual pursuit, and actors, and I include myself within this, are you know egos and big personalities. Maybe it's maybe I'm being a bit sweeping in general here. You know, I'm sure lots of people do just like really, really enjoy being nominated and going to the ceremonies and like having that recognition of of their talent and and the work they've put on. But some of these individual personalities, actors, you know, put the kind of the the polite kind of clap and you know the Joey Tribbiani from Friends the oh how could they not you know give me the award but I think you're right that's one side of it when it comes to the side that we're actually going to discuss quite a lot today on this episode of the podcast I think you're right nomination and being there and being at the table and the recognition of the brilliant work you've done just by being nominated is a really fantastic thing and and should be seen as a fantastic achievement I was actually going to ask you 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 spoke about research just then And that's really, really important, I think, in anything you do. And we talk about strategy and we talk about preparation uh, all the time on the podcast because they're extraordinarily important. But when it comes to research, not just of, you know, previous winners, and I think actually this is going to be part of my question, but also, you know, what the awards are for. I mean, I love a sporting analogy, listeners. So apologies for this. And I can't believe I'm about to say this and reference this, but Manchester City recently won the treble right Manchester CC recently won what is referred to as the treble which is the three main competitions you can win as an English football club the Premier League the FA Cup and the Champions League 
Now, they can quite rightly point to the fact that they won a treble, but there are some football clubs who in the past would say, oh, we won a treble. We won the Community Shield, which is a non-competitive, essentially not regarded as a trophy before you start the season. The Carling Cup, which was years ago, and we won a friendly cup in the summer, right? I guess what I'm getting at is, is what the award is giving out awards for as important as being nominated for any old award? Like as an organization, do you want to be nominated and hopefully obviously win the right award for it to have the maximum efficacy moving forward? It's it's not, it's not just about winning any old award. It's all about brand association, isn't it? Mm. You want to be associated with, you know, something that reflects the quality of your brand. So for example, I know of numerous large companies who win lots of small awards, but don't talk about it. And that can be sometimes because an awards is trying to make a name for itself. So it hopes that it trades off the brand recognition of a larger brand by giving it an award, hoping that they will use their social media to sort of extend the sort of kudos of these startup awards. And there are certain awards that can be bought as well that people know about in the industries and they'll just go, yeah, they just bought that. (laughs) Yeah, so the type of award is important. And just like anything, once you've identified the sort of award you want to win and why you want to win it, then that becomes an objective. Mm. And then you build a plan around it. And then you work out how you're going to work towards that. And as I said to you, getting an award is not something that happens overnight. You certainly have to have a certain amount of awareness and credibility built up around you. You don't just come from left field straight into, you know, getting an award and everyone's like, who are they? Any kind of decent award will have a decent judging panel. And that judging panel will not only look at the submissions, but they will go to their own instinct and their own gut and think, have I heard about this person? Why haven't I heard about this person or this company or this product or this organization? And if that product person organization is new to the scene, that'll mark it down a few points because the whole buildup of awareness and you know understanding and consumer, if it's a consumer product and consumer usage, they're not going to give an award to somebody that's just come out of nowhere. So if you set your objective and you set a strategy behind winning that award, part of that strategy will probably be a PR campaign, a concerted PR campaign. There's a good build up to getting you some awareness. So, for example, with us, with the British Podcasting Awards dot com, we... I would be surprised if we get nominated because we haven't done a lot of PR around our podcast very deliberately because what we wanted to do was grow it organically. We haven't advertised. We haven't put any money into the marketing and promotion of our podcast. We deliberately wanted to grow organically and, you know, just really bed this podcast in and make it something that is enjoyable to listen to and then you know once we get to a certain amount of listeners well we might look at spending some money on it we haven't wanted to be driven by sponsors even though we've had approaches for sponsorship it's not really something that we wanted to make money out of you know we we just want to do what we're doing right now so ultimately 
we haven't done a, a campaign no. run up to these awards. So I would be surprised if we get nominated, if we are, which would be great. But if a client of mine was saying, I want to get this award and I want to start building a strategy to getting that award, what would you advise we do? We would go back to the basics. We would be doing proper interviews. We'd be doing proper thought leadership articles. We'd be doing news releases. We'd be doing obviously advertising, some Insta, some social media. We're going the whole nine yards with a concerted communications campaign geared at building the awareness and credibility that ultimately when we do an award submission, the people on the panel know who this, this company is. They have trust in it. They have respect for it. And the rest is down to the quality of the submission. The rest is PR, as it were. Uh, no, but I think I love saying that. Every now and again, an opportunity crops up to say the title of the podcast. And it's like, <laughs> I'm so glad it's happened on the awards episode of the podcast. But I mean, actually, this is really interesting. This is something yeah. I didn't even really appreciate. The timing. Because yeah. actually, is it a bit of a poison chalice because you say, like, you know, awards like the ones that we submit clients and, our, and ourselves for are very unlikely to nominate, maybe nominate, but actually, you know, award an award to a new organization or a new kid on the block. But it does happen in other industries and in, in certain industries we're familiar with as well. I mean, you know, an industry I'm very familiar with, the acting industry, newcomers. You know, I can think of, you know, the likes of, you know, Hayley Steinfeld was nominated for an Oscar, I think, when she was like 10 or 11. And, you know, she's obviously done reasonably well for herself. Timothy Chalamet was like 17 or 18 when he was nominated for an Oscar. But there are some, you know, actors and creatives who win awards because they burst onto the scene. And then that can sometimes be the phrase I'm looking for here is poison chalice. You know, and do you think timing can just be like that important where it's like if you're actually at that point in your trajectory, it's yeah. Cool. But if you're kind so of early doors, come to me to say, I just want to be in the top 50 of pocket gamers, top 50 games companies. And they'll say, can you just submit me for that and think that they'll get in because of that? And it does. It doesn't work that way. And so timing is really, really important. And I, I, I think acting awards are slightly different because the two examples that you gave just then were really insane standout performances both by young people and yet you know sometimes fame can come too quickly and be a poison chalice when you're talking about b2b awards or product awards it's a slightly different process and timing is really really important and it should be the result of a build it shouldn't be just this sort of straight out of left field because what the awards company people so i know that if I'm running awards and I have done previously with publications, that my awards are taken seriously too. So it's in the judges and in the organization's objectives when giving awards, that those awards are given to truly trustworthy, credible products, brands, people, that there won't be a kind of like, whoa, why did you give them an award? There won't be any backlash. There won't be a shock almost, almost as though they like, won't be a surprise. Something that makes sense. And I think awards are even more important nowadays because it used to be that you used to look at awards as a consumer, you used to read reviews and feel like you could buy something and trust that that was going to do what it said on the tin or what the award said it would or what the review said it would. But nowadays, 
everything is so corrupt. There are, you know, reviews done on, on sites that we all use as popular sites to make our buying decisions, TripAdvisor, Amazon, blah, blah, anything that has reviews associated with it. And now reviews are, or app store reviews, they can be bought. And so you don't actually know whether those reviews are true. And so you, you know, going through reading reviews becomes a time-consuming process. And equally, some awards can be bought. So the consumer is getting more and more cynical on what an award actually means when they're making their decision about something. So the awards people have to make sure that the brand of their awards is really trustworthy too. So if you see it, and I've talked to you a lot about when you're in PR, putting yourself in everybody's position, um, when you're doing an award submission, that is so, so important because you want to put yourself in the judge's position, in the organisation that you're asking to give you an awards position, in your client's position, in your client's people's position, and obviously, you have to be assessing what's going to be the secret source yeah. that's going to make the, make the um, award submission rise to the top. Are the so awards the- organisers then almost like in and of themselves? And obviously, you've got to be a bit careful when using the word stakeholder when it comes to kind of like that situation. But like in and of that situation, they're a stakeholder category that you really have to be aware of alongside the messaging. Do you see what I mean? Like... A, Insofar as you can be a stakeholder in a, in a situation. Think about a judge. Just think about the poor judge. And I have been a poor judge. And it is <laughs> honestly a thankless task half the time because you really want to give your all. But you honestly, some of the things I've seen put forward for awards have been trash. you still got to read it through, give it your time, give it your honest, constructive feedback. You know, it's, it is not an easy job being a judge so if you write an award submission please god make it entertaining for the judge to read make it something that they're looking for it doesn't take too much effort to understand why something should win something and if you're putting forward drivel what's the point it's a way is it just to tick off a list that your client has said all right I want that award you know no you push back to the client you say to the client what have you done that could get you an award because we can't see it the client yes should be saying well we should be getting an award because of this 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 and this and then our job is to say right prove it so that we can put as much proof in front of a judging panel so that they can trust us that we've done the work for them that they are left with no questions when they're judging an award this is extra i'm loving this if anything this is actually putting certain frameworks in my mind for when i make that assault on the baftas or the oscars in a few years time on a personal level no obviously joking obviously joking. <laughs> that's a completely different vibe for example i do judge a lot of indie games for the big indie games pitch yeah and people come in with their game and they show you their game and it's honestly such a yawn most of the time and because most games are very similar but it's the ones that come in with something a little bit different it could be in their presentation some of them come in wearing hats some of the one game that came in which we all loved as judges they came in they gave us all a headset they gave us all a mobile phone and then just said right stand up so we stood up with our headset on and our mobile phone it's like right this is our game it's a dancing game 
three of you are going to be dancing genuinely to the music and one of you is going to be pretending to dance to the music and you have to work out who's the one that's pretending (laughs) do you know what it was so much fun it was so much fun we didn't want to stop playing it it was really gimmicky but because they came in with something that was really capturing our attention we really enjoyed the process it wasn't the best game in the world, so they weren't going to win, but they definitely got up there in the highly commended. Yeah, yeah. And their presentation sounds like it was really good as well, like because they knew what it was and they knew what they were trying to do with it. And I suppose this was actually going to be my question to you was actually, I suppose accountability is the wrong word when it comes to talking about awards, but it's the only word I can think of off the top of my head. But by that, I mean that... You said like it's just it's it's great to be nominated in certain B two B situations when it comes to award ceremonies, and I completely agree with you. I think that's an absolutely brilliant point. But delving deeper into that, the idea that it gives you something to strive towards, so that even if you don't win or even if you don't get nominated, like awards shouldn't be an accountability tool. But it's like if there's a healthy competitiveness within an organization, like for example, I mean you mentioned the Mozo earlier. You know when it comes to the Mobile Game Awards, right? nominated lots and lots of times and, and I, I feel it in my bones that one day we will win that but you know and you know um the rest is pr you know may one monday win a podcast award but just podcasting awards.com absolutely yes we can, we cannot repeat this enough yeah british podcast awards.com <laughs> forward slash voting uh yeah those awards but like my competitive brain goes even if i never ever win ever the fact that i would like to keeps me like honest as an organization like the fact that like you know and it's okay to want to win one as well like there's this there's almost this stigma like you know certainly in the you know again I keep talking about the acting industry but there's this stigma like oh you know I'll be they're already doing it for the awards and like certain film stars you sometimes look at them and go oh they've taken that role because they know it's going to win them an Oscar you know like for example Leo DiCaprio for years and years was nominated for some absolutely brilliant films and then he finally won for The Revenant because it was like the most Oscar worthy film anyone has ever produced ever it was like yeah not particularly like you know it was fine and I thought he was amazing in it but he was amazing because he put himself through the absolute ringer and they went fine have one for the love of God that's that looked (laughs) awful (laughs) <laughs> that looked so terrible like what you had to put yourself through please leave us alone and have an oscar you know kind of thing and obviously you know deservedly so he's been a fantastically consistent performer but you look at some people and go oh they're just doing it to win an award but i don't think that's what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is like it's okay you shouldn't be ashamed to like enjoy the thought of winning one like that's kind no, of why they're there you know? but also uh you bring me very sort of swiftly on marching me on towards expectation management mm with clients you know you mentioned that Jerry Tribbiani moment you know for every winner there will always be people who don't get on the shortlist don't even get nominated and the good awards will give you feedback as to why yeah so the things that I judge on we always you know spend some time explaining why somebody didn't win something what they could do to be better what the submission was like. Those are the good awards that give you feedback for your hard work. 
they're not so good awards are the ones that would you'll just never know and so my advice to that is if you've been entering an award by the way i'll come on to why we don't win the mobile games awards. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been entering for an award year after year after year you're obviously doing something wrong now mobile games awards we represent the company that gives out those awards sure. so i just don't think we're allowed to win basically because <laughs> we just get accused of nepotism so um it's lovely that we're there every year and we're going to be there every year anyway because we represent the company so yeah you know that one it's great to be nominated so you know you've got to look at what your clients expectations are what your expectations are when you actually go through the process because it isn't so much the prize as as much as the taking part and the taking part is a really good thing to do for so many reasons because the content that you produce when you're doing a good award submission can be in, used in so many different great ways. You can share it with your staff, the people who have made that possible. You can show them what your submission is. You can write a blog about entering an award. You can tell people about the fact that you've been entering awards. You can tell people about the fact you were nominated for awards, depending on how far you want to go with your transparency around these things. But there is so much good that comes from it because you're essentially talking about good stuff you're yeah. talking about positive achievements you're looking at what you've done as an organization or as a person or as a product and and that is can only be a great force so I love things that look at things from a positive perspective and it's a real shame if you just take that award submission and shove it in a drawer afterwards yeah. take that content and share it for the positivity yeah and don't go into these things expecting to win. You know, I don't enter the lottery thinking I'm going to win. I'd love to win, but I don't enter the lottery and have this, you know, enormous boo-hoo, sob-sob on a Saturday morning when I've got nothing. And, you know, the same the same attitude should be taken towards entering an award or entering yourself for an award. Just see it as a really positive thing that you can actually spend some time talking about what good stuff you do. Well, there's an old adage uh, in the acting industry, which is... If you don't think you're going to get it, and if you don't hang everything on getting it, chances are you'll get it uh, when it comes yeah, to getting like finding a good man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't go looking. I should win an award for that. <laughs> they'll be there. Don't go looking. They'll be there. And that obviously, you know, brings us neatly on. So we, we are now six weeks away, which is really exciting. We'll talk well, about well, it's not long now. I've dated the podcast. I've dated the podcast. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's the same old story. It's like, you know, if you know, expectation management is a huge, huge thing. Do it for the right reasons. I mean, do it for the right reasons. I think that's that's a really, really important thing. I mean, you and know. honestly, don't have your comms people just entering awards the whole time. You need the build up. You need to have everything else that goes around it. It's it's you're not just a one trick pony as an organization or a person. You know, you, you need everything else. And listen, listen to your stakeholders, listen to the people involved in your organization or with your product and do your research. Like we've said it before. I mean, they're extraordinary parallels, aren't they? You know, we are very fortunate in terms of our clients here at Demozo. Uh, in terms of the fact that this very rarely, if at all, ever happens. But there are cases in the PR landscape where, you know, organizations who are engaging with the PR agency go, I want to be in the FT and I want to be in the New York Times and I want to be in the Times and I want to be in this. And it will be the same, like, oh, I want to be up for the Mobile Game Awards. I want to be up for a BAFTA. I want to be up for this. Maybe you don't. Like maybe, maybe right now, right here, right now in your own development, like maybe right now you don't want to be up for that. Like maybe we build on that and maybe that's something we work towards. 100%. Maybe you want to be up for a different award. 
one that's going to sort of do more for you more specific to what it is that you do as a product or as a business you know? well, I think I think you know coming back to what I said originally I think if it is important to win an award and if it's going to make a significant difference to your business put some money behind spending time to really understand what is going to make a difference to the judges of that award really put some effort into under it's just like what we say about you know getting an article in with a journalist you know put some time into understanding what that journalist wants to write about you know we've heard Charles talk to us about how to frame your pitches to a journalist how to write thought leadership articles you know, it's all about understanding what they want to see, what they want as evidence, what they need that could be that little special bit of presentation that's going to make you stand out. What's going to make a judge's life supremely easy? And then let me tell you something that's a real secret. Pick up the phone and talk to somebody about it. Ask about it. Because you're only blindfolding yourself. You're putting your own goggles on. Don't do that. If you really want something, everyone talks about positive thought and manifestation. You can manifest it by asking people, what do I have to do to win an award? What is going to be stand out to you? What is your magazine all about? Or what is your organization all about? You know, BAFTAs, Oscars, very subjective about you know do we like that performance is it woke enough you know is it diverse enough is it you know really starting to pee me off but anyway (laughs) um but with business to business awards it's a little bit more simple than that it's you can work it out and you know some are really good and they give your judging criteria and those judges stick by those criteria I can absolutely tell you so when you've got something that's really set out as your judging criteria you stick to that and then it's that special sizzle it's that special source it could be the way that it the award submission comes has it been written to to the exact number of words sometimes you only get 700 words and you have to stick to that and you have to finesse it and hone it and please god don't use chat gbt to write the whole award submission do use tools like ChatGPT to give you some flavor and some ideas and some inspiration, but you need to write that submission according to what that award is all about. Absolutely right. 100%. And yeah, I mean, just like give it your own nuances, you know, by all means use tools to give it a structure and and, sort of to construct something for you, a framework, but you've got to go back in there. And, you know, I'm a big fan of using ChatGPT, you know, to assist you it's good to summarize things it's good to come up with inspo i mean for example when i was um judging when i was on a on a panel i used chat gpt i said what questions do you think i should ask about artificial intelligence well jesus christ the sort of questions that chat gpt was coming up with were really deep technical questions i was like "Eh, no i will actually ask my own questions (laughs) one that came out of that that was quite interesting to ask chat gpt can be definitely used for inspo but you know i think will chat gpt written award submissions will be very obvious to a judge oh yeah because if everybody's sending their stuff with chat gpt all over it you will see it as a judge believe you me talking from 
a judge's position, you know when something's authentic and you want to be on that person's side to win. You want to be clapping the hardest as the judge when that person wins that award. Absolutely. So just remember that the judges actually do want you to win. So they want you to do good. They want you to do well. You know, they want they want to see good submissions. But I think they a key feel takeaway. like they're part of the, yeah. the, the winning. Yeah. A key yeah. takeaway, though, listeners, is right. Winning is obviously great, but it's always good to just be nominated in that space and you've got to manage expectations. And that's why www.britishpodcastawards.com forward slash voting. I'll be devastated if we aren't there. Um, no, no, obviously not. No, it would just be nice to be there. And if you support <laughs> us and you're fans of the show, then please do. But listeners, thank you so, so much for being with us on this awards episode, an awards special of The Rest Is PR. A few T's and C's before we let you go this week. As ever, you can head to info at therestispr.com with your emails if you want to get in touch, if you're a guest who wants to come on prospectively, or if you have a topic you want us to discuss. And you can also head to therestispr.com to find out all about what the podcast has been up to. Info at demozo.com will also answer emails there. And head to demozo.com, who will one day, I'm sure, win a mobile game. Uh, even though Jackie's <laughs> just said that that might not ever happen. But one day, I'm sure. It's okay, we don't uh, we're managing expectations, but head to demoza.com because you know they are you know still doing award winning work, even if it has yet to win an award. Um, so please head over to demoza.com to check out what the, t- the team have been up to because it's really really exciting. You can also follow us at the rest is PR, capital T, capital R, capital I, capital PR, and also LinkedIn message Jackie or myself with any suggestions for topics, or even if you're a, a someone who wants to come on the podcast and have a chat with us, Jackie. Yeah, We hope, fingers crossed. Award-winning. Award-winning, award-nominated podcast. Thanks, Jackie and myself. It's bye. Bye.